In Michigan, there was a doting mother and her missing son. And police trying to solve the puzzle. Were shocked to discover the truth. Damn, Donna! episode 16 of what did you do i believe i might be lying to you and we've survived 16 episodes of each other burly i'm glad you said it not me burly (laughs) um and we are once again late um something i don't like to do i've said it and i feel like i've apologized for this more often than any other podcast i've had and that makes me feel bad (laughs) but yeah i think it has i've been late on wave twice um, and I'm like, I feel like this is the third or fourth time I'm apologizing. So, guys, I mm-hmm. promise to be better. I mean, this part was my fault. This is me. This there you is me go. This time. Come on, accountability. I, I'll take it this time. And, you know, school is, I'm adjusting the school schedules. But we should be good for next time. I'm adjusting. I didn't realize school was real like this. You didn't realize school was work? That's. <laughs> I mean, work is one thing. But, Jesus, like, from grad school to undergrad, they're just like, it, yeah, they mm. really they're One really day. coming for you. Yeah, because just prove that you you comprehend shit. I deserve this though. I deserve. I've been doing this for like twelve years, so they just need to give me. One of those honorable and leave me a book. But you still can't get a job with an honorable. (laughs) You'd be be unemployed looking at you'd be doing the same shit you're doing now with an honorable master. Who gives out honorable masters? I want an honorable master's degree. I'm sure they are a thing, but I don't know who gives Probably. But we are are late, but we are here, and I apologize, and we're going to do our best. What? I missed y'all. I'm sorry. I missed you guys, too. I missed you, crew. Um, Housekeeping, if you are a patron... Uh, your stickers are in the mail. They're in the air and they are moving. So look out for them. And when you guys get them, I want you to take pictures of them when you put them on your laptops, when you put them on your water bottles, your children's foreheads, um, your man's back, whatever. Your I nipples. Know. I don't know what you're into. Make it fun. <laughs> uh, like, but keep it like PG 13. Well, you can't show your nipples on Instagram. So that's a good way to block them off. Oh, just well, at least one. I mean, unless you got one nipple, which there are people like, who do. Split it in half. I mean, just do a sticker and then put them together. I mean, little titties, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Or whatever you got. So figure it out. But I want to see pictures of it because it'll make me super happy. Um, so do that. If you guys want to be a patron, uh, the link's going to be in the show notes. Check that out. There's really cool surprises. Uh, the new welfare check episode is going to be coming soon. Uh, so that's for everyone, every patron. I think he pledges five bucks. Yes. Um, so that's going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out. There's other things in there like Skype calls and things like that. I yeah, would love I mean, to talk to some I would of you love guys. to talk to, like, you know. I feel like it's kind of unfair that you guys get to listen to us talk for like an hour or so and then we don't hear you guys i just feel like that's odd to me i like conversation right so come with the higher pledges because i would i'm looking forward to our first one of those i don't i mean yeah I, <laughs> just don't expect me to look my best i'm gonna be out here in like a, a towel wrapped in my head in a robe and like <laughs> a face mask on and be like oh hi i didn't see you there uh but this is <laughs> <laughs> why are you like this because my mama made me like this it's the trauma <laughs> thanks so, no, so we are back and we are ready to dive into this. This episode is, once again, my type of, my favorite type of episode. You really have a type of, type of woman. I love a, I love a <laughs> fucked up mom. Yeah, you do. That's like, that's really. I, I mean, was like, <laughs> I must have you down for some therapy once I get my license. I've already, no, I don't need, I don't need you treating me. <laughs> yeah. me. I'm like, who, so you referred me, who is your therapist? Because who do you see? No, I've gone through enough therapy in my life. But there's nothing wrong with a little more. But I don't have any mommy issues. I've worked through all of those. 
Um, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's still the whole, you know, Chanel's perpetually single and distrustful of human beings. Why? Like, mommy, and loves a good mommy case. It's the trauma. <laughs> I said it. But this one is a is a mom that we didn't see. A lot of people didn't see it coming. They didn't really see this for her. No. Um, but uh, unfortunately, uh, Donna Scrivo proved all of her friends wrong in all the wrong ways. Like, you usually want to step up like, I had no idea she could be a Pulitzer winning writer. You know, like, it's like, right. I had no idea she's going to run that triathlon or whatever. And then she's like, no, I didn't have no idea I was going to murder someone. But we'll get into yeah, it. Poor choices. I'm looking at a picture of her right now and it's like, oh. I think that's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's what it is, you know. I mean, I mean granted, it's a mugshot. Right. You know, mugshots aren't sexy anywhere, possibly. Except for that one guy that had the second Yeah, one. Mr. Meeks or Jody Meeks. Yeah. And he ends up like, I don't know, he was like divorced and we can yeah, all yeah. I mean, get it how you live. I mean, <laughs> you won't catch me out here in a mugshot smiling, looking sexy. Like, I'm going to frown to hell, like. Then fix your face, sir. You fix my face. I'm like, I'm going to, whatever. Um, but either way, so here we are on a cold Michigan roadway on January 30th, 2014 in St. Clair County. A woman and her friend are riding along, enjoying, you know, each other's company. I'm just imagining they're listening. It's a good time. Right. I'm imagining listening to Carly Rae Jepsen. Is that what white girls listen to? I feel like. Maybe a little bit of Taylor Swift. They're shaking it off. You know, I'm they're... saying it's old. They're older, so maybe listen to Atlantis Morissette. Did you call her Atlantis Morissette? Atlantis Morissette. Atlantis. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, I didn't realize we were discovering like Listen, Aquaman and we're, shit. We're here at the the Haitian accent issues. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of things happening on that side of the <laughs> podcast table here. Always, but I, I, I'd imagine some probably some Atlantis, maybe uh, some Stevie Nicks, some Fleetwood Mac could just make sense to me. Michelle Branch. Oh, Michelle Branch, like Fiona Apple. Uh, why do we know all these? We don't listen to any of their shit. I'm not saying I don't. I don't. I go back to like Lisa Loeb times. Oh, I don't listen to that. I was uh, thinking like, uh, what's her name? Okay, that left me. It doesn't matter. So they're driving down the road and they saw, you know, they thought they had seen some uh, people who had, who had like, I guess because it's Michigan, it's rural Michigan, people go deer poaching and deer hunting and things like that. And people right. dump parts on the side of the road. So they thought they saw... Some, uh, some deer parts left inside of the road until they got a little closer. And then one of the girls, women, was like, huh, that doesn't look right. And so they pulled over. So first of all, this is, this is where I want to stop the story. Because... What would what we have done... What we would have done... <laughs> shout out to them for doing it because... <laughs> If it was us. There's, there's the, there's the uh, whole story about black folks getting nervous around things. Like, we, we cross the street when we see a squirrel. Like, we don't fuck with shit. Like, it's just... Like, a rustle in the bush? It oh, comes I'll be it, right. on the other side of the... I don't need to know what's in the bush. I don't care if it's my little it's my little nephew trying to scare me when I pull up to the house. Like, I'm just going to keep driving. <laughs> but it's like one of those... Um, it's like the, uh, like the first episode we talked about how black folks and their penchant for like minding their minding own business your own business it's like well this don't involve me let me take my ass home this is one of those moments for me and i was like right. so shout i mean obviously it was necessary but so she pulls over and mm-hmm. <laughs> she gets out of the car and as she gets closer she realizes what she's looking at is a severed human head and i was gonna say young but maybe not young i don't know what the hell is it? it must deer, be. venison, yum. Head. Okay, but it do wasn't. Eat, oh, it's because you and your man eat venison. I do also. not. He does. Okay, leave him. So, <laughs> find someone who had. So she calls nine one one, as you would, right? And then at this point, you know the Saint uh, Saint Clair County Police Sheriff Department. They show up and they start marking off the crime scene, and it extends for at least about a half a mile. Yep. Plastic black bags, bags all everywhere. Over. Uh, containing legs, arms, parts of a torso, and even one bag had a foot sticking out of it. Like, gross. So, I hope those girls got some therapy, talk to somebody, talk space is a thing. Uh, (laughs) Like, because that's insane to me. Um, And just judging, like, once they got back, judging by the piece, like, you know, the way the body was, they Mm -hmm. knew the body wasn't frozen, so they had just, they had had to been recently dumped there. It's a cold January day in Michigan. If they'd been there for days and rock solid so they know this and they see that the body belongs to that of a white male maybe in his 20s maybe in his 30s um but again they don't really know who it is who it could be Mm-mm. but it just so happened that 
the description of the body and the remains found may be something close to a missing persons case about 50 miles away. They had a couple missing persons cases mm-hmm. that night. They were looking, they had about three. that they There were three. There were three. And uh, yeah, so they were looking through those to see if maybe one of these guys were, you know, the body. Right. And so the St. Clair Shores, uh, the lead investigator on this missing persons case, reaches out to the sheriff's department. And provides a description of their missing person, uh, Mr. Ramsey Scrivo, 32 years old. And it turns out that this body may or may not match that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so his mother had reported Ramsey missing three days prior. And so now we have located her missing boy. Yes, they find the body of Ramsey. But now that we're here... We found the remains of poor Ramsey Scrivo, who, side note, I gotta get out of the way. <laughs> was good looking. <laughs> um, or at least in the one photo that they always show. Like, yeah, so, no, I find I, it so strange it. in the I age of it. Facebook that there's only like a couple of photos they use of him. Maybe they, maybe it's the only ones that have been released, but you think friends, family, like people can snatch things off Facebook. Like we see news outlets all the time snatch photos of people who've been killed by police off of their Facebook. He looked like a guy that could live in Connecticut. He looked like a wrestler type, and I was I'm kind of in, I was kind of into it a little bit. Yeah, he was like more of a football tall, type, tall, solid build, he has, yeah, he has strong, a body not me. the kind of guy you'd think would be found, you know. Right, on the side of the road because, because he looks like he'd put up a fight. Good like, fight, right. And so let's go back to Donna Scrivo. Mama Scrivo. I, I call everybody's mama, mama. Ramsey's mama. Ramsey's mama. So because to understand how we get to this point, we have to understand Donna Scrivo. Donna. And Donna Scrivo is not that interesting or phenomenal Nothing. or outstanding of a woman. She's not she's, really. she's not really the person who... You know, kind of is she's not Alicia Keys' girl on fire here. She's not that. Per- I love that song. Don't look at me like <laughs> I that. hate that song. No, no. I, when I said I hate that song, that wasn't a cue for you to sing it. That song was so obnoxious. How do you go from Fallen to that? From what? Fallen. Her first. Her first uh, because Fallen is lit. To like fire. Who called me fire. at. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was like, who's calling me? Donna called you? I'm getting nervous, here. <laughs> but she's she's not like I said she's not um she's she's she has no story that's super crazy no. and exciting. But how she managed to create Ramsey is what's exciting. So she was yeah. born in Texas, uh, Seagoville, Texas, which sounds like a place I wouldn't visit. Why does we always talk about the the not so great things that come out of Texas except for Beyonce? Beyonce is like the only great the thing only that thing out that, out that comes out. Of I'm Texas. sure some people listening are like, well, what about George Bush? What about it? I so, mean, like, we have, like... I mean, by comparison to what we're going through now. Well, by comparison, like, yes. But also, by <laughs> comparison, Beyonce or George Bush, I take Beyonce every day. Oh, of um, course. Oh, also, also things that came out of Texas, I'd imagine um, Tex-Mex food, like the half-ass, half-this. But maybe like just that. Mexican food is good. No, Mexican food, authentic Mexican food is delicious. Right. But Tex-Mex, that quick, easy shit, I love it. Um, like, quesadilla salads are not Mexican. That's Tex-Mex. Okay. I don't like quesadilla salads. But Neither do ahead. I. That's why I just get the quesadillas. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Green stuff for what? Right, you're disgusting. (laughs) She's on some cleanse. Who cares? So, like, right? Like, oh my God, I'm trying to lose weight. Trying to be svelte. Okay. Have a wedding. Whose wedding? My friend's getting married, and it's like, I'm I'm okay with getting married, but it's like black tie formal, so that's a long dress, so that's a different type of I gotta lose weight that needs to happen about six months ago. When's the wedding? In three weeks. Look, anyway, I'm not getting into it. So she was born in Seagoville, Texas. Her dad worked at the federal prison in town because we know how small towns work. When you have a federal prison there, it bolsters the economy. Everybody in the town everybody works there. You know, everybody's there. dating, just like when you work in big places. Like when I worked at Enterprise, everybody was sleeping with everybody. Became a thing. Um, so she was a popular student, cheerleader, uh, graduated in 1972 from high school and went to, to work at the prison with her dad as people in the town did. <laughs> Good things never happen to the popular kids. Right? Like, you would think she'd go and do something special. But, you know, in the most, in the way that everyone did in the town, they met people at work. Donna met someone at work. Right. Um, and she would fall for him, uh, Mr. Daniel Scrivo. But he wasn't a prison guard. He wasn't no, a janitor. No. Homeboy was an inmate. Of course. <laughs> and he was doing time for armed and robbery. And this was the beginning of her best decisions. I mean, girl, get it how you live. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if I could find love behind bars, 
Stop it. I are wouldn't. you going to be, lo- what do you do? Love After Lockup? I love that show. If you guys That's have not watched Love best. After, watch Love After Lockup and get your whole life together. Because Donna was Love After Lockup. Who's who's homeboy? Um, who's homeboy? The fine one that came out of prison. Oh, he sounds like a black mean, dude. Yeah. Here's the black Derek. No. No. But he's got that. I don't know if he just hung around nothing but black folks. But he's that. He's got like yeah, that yeah, voice, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, "What yeah. is this?" No, he was like the hottest one there. Yeah, he was, yeah. and his and her, he left that girl. Right, Holmes like Homegirl's daddy had no spoiler. Homegirl's daddy <laughs> had no time for him. That's not what we're talking about. So, <laughs> well, I mean, she was essentially one of those. People. She was Donna was one of those girls. So they <laughs> met, and they've you know they kind of fell for each other. They had time to because he had a lot of time. Um, six years of it actually and so in 1978 he was released and she would go on to marry homeboy and they would bounce to michigan where they would start a new life and he would start a painting business and she would do all kinds of fun family-like things and and then they would go on to have two sons one of which wants nothing to do with her so we're not talking about him today and her youngest boy who we just talked about ramsey scrivo we are here (laughs) we are back so to talk a little bit about the history of Ramsey yes. and his mother, we have to continue to talk about Donna, which again, she had a she, she doesn't had, have much going no, on. As her as her adulthood was the more exciting part, right? So Donna has some struggles. She once she once the kids went to school, she decided like most moms do, it's time to reinvest in myself, and usually they do that through education. Yes. So she went to nursing school, mm-hmm. became and a nurse. nurse. Good money, right? Everyone knows I worked at overtime, probably make six figures a year. Oh, I'm not well, saying go be a nurse because not everyone is meant to be one. Clearly, because this is the second <laughs> nurse week. This is the second nurse we've covered. Say that. Say that. <laughs> but Donna would go on in 2003 to have a heart attack. And probably they, they attributed it to the stress of her job. So she took some time off, you know, and she, you know, eventually, as one does when it's all you know, you kind of decide, I, I got to go back. Mm-hmm. I got to go back to what I know. She does. But in 2009, she develops cancer. Right. Solemn moment here. Mm-hmm. And so in that, you know, she goes through it. She and Daniel Scrivo, you know, for, you know, ex-con, but apparently great husband, great, great dad. Husband. Yeah, he was a great you husband. Know, great like you know, like and his sons really cared about him. A right, lot. right. You make poor choices. There's nothing wrong with making poor choices as long as you bounce back. Right. And so she gets not she gets diagnosed, and they go all over to find treatments, even going to Mexico to get treatments that weren't approved by the FDA here in the states. So like they go above and beyond, beyond. but also talk about means because right. <laughs> who's first of all, if you're a nurse, I mean, I'm sure she had healthcare through her like job probably right, and she probably they usually get good, good healthcare. But I was like, if you're a, if you're a, have you're an independent business owner, I'm like, whew, right, that's costly. And I was like, exactly. Yes. But I mean, do it. So it goes into remission. She goes to her high school reunion, tells everybody her story. And everyone's like, oh my God, Donna looks great. Oh my God, she's been through so much. She's lost weight, but she looks good and vibrant and happy. And we're like, yay. And then Daniel's health starts to decline. Right. And he had been contracted itch hepatitis C. Now, I didn't do much research into it. was in his 20s and it right. was due to heavy drug use. So. Well, that's what I was guessing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were right. It was either it was either was, that or like yeah, that came up in my research that it was through heavier drug use that he did get Hep C, and he'd been suffering since his twenties, so yeah. he had been going through it for a while. And at some point, he gets ill and he passes away. Right. Another hard hit for uh, for Donna here. You know, first right. it was her own health issues. Now she's lost her husband, and that obviously leaves a huge void in one's life. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting there, guys. In July 2013. She takes over the guest room in Ramsey's condo. Yes, she starts to live with her son. Her son now has gone through quite an ordeal with his dad passing away. Mm -hmm. Earlier, he was diagnosed with um, paranoid schizophrenia. Sorry. And uh, he suffered from depression. And when he was on his medication, things were great. He was doing well. But off of it, he had some anger issues. Um, He was arrested at one point, when he was off of his meds, um, for uh, I guess getting into a fight, getting into a scuffle. Well, yeah, it yeah. sounds like my brother, yeah, <laughs> like exactly like this, like my life recently. But because because Ramsey had like he dealt with a lot, but he'd done a lot, right? So right. I think what we need to, what I also want to do here is like I don't want like is celebrate no, something. A, he, no, no, no. But I what, but that's what I want to do is that he, he obviously was dealing with a lot in high school. People would describe him as kind of a loner. Right. Um, he was athletic-ish, you know, but it was like they described him, he was mostly to himself, had some OCD kind of 
uh, tendencies. But, but, but he did finish. Yeah, he finished. And he, he went was to college. Smart. Yeah, he got his bachelor's degrees in accounting. He went. Yeah, he went to um, Wayne State. But after he and he started working as an accountant. But after being criticized by his supervisor, he quit. He was done. Well, that I mean, a lot of there are a lot of people out here who don't suffer from mental illness that take that can't take criticism. Bad, yeah, looking at a lot of you right now, <laughs> uh, like. Learn when you're wrong, but you know Ramsey. He had he had those anxiety issues. He had those depression issues, and mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us can attest to people who manage depression. When people critique you and tell you what you're doing wrong or what you're not good at, those things don't sit well with you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, especially if you're not at a place to manage those those feelings, you can't handle it, and you need to separate yourself. Right. So that tends to be what happens with Ramsey, and it gets to a point where Ramsey, mm-hmm. you know is almost unemployable. Right. And the only person who's willing to really hire him is his dad. I know he worked at a car wash Mm -hmm. for a little bit, um, just kind of doing basic things there. He also opened his own, like, lawn care business type thing. Again, what what an entrepreneur. You're not. You stand. But at this point, because he was, you know, he couldn't find a job, his parents basically start to help him. They bought him this condo. Which, again, means. Like, I... (laughs) Business owners, you never know. They make you do what you got to do, man. And they 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 had a house. They had a fucking house. (laughs) I was critiquing my my boss the other day because she had invited us over to her home, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I expected there to be two stories. Why is there only one? Like, (laughs) why is because she's so she's so bougie, and I'm like. Because she has like an automated trash can and like she eats like avocado toast and she went on vacation to Europe. She's like, I don't know where we're going here, but I just know it's a surprise. And I'm like, what? So we used to vacation in Nantucket. I'm like, okay, so this girl got money <laughs> like somewhere that she's like, oh, I two story house. She's like, but I got it myself. My husband's name's not even on it. And I was like, yeah, applauding. She but can move on now. I'm like, yeah. If Tulane comes to get another house. She, no, she's love. She's in love and she doesn't want his name on it. <laughs> she's like, this is going to be mine <laughs> uh, as far as we're concerned. I don't know if she plans on like selling it. it doesn't matter. She could keep it erected, but anyway. All right. So, due to some stress, like, so Ramsey, you know, again, like a lot of us, you know, if you don't, you know, you don't have the proper coping mechanisms and not. If you haven't, you know, found the right ways to, you know, release this energy, you start to self-medicate. And he started doing that with drugs and alcohol. And that's how he caught that assault charge uh, when he got arrested there. Um, So here we go. Again, like now Donna feels the need to protect, supervise, because she kind of has to. At one point, he gets hospitalized. Right. Um, And so she petitions and gets guardianship of him. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is how we meet her moving into that um that condo. Yeah, well, she he didn't needs... take his father's debt really well. Right. Well, a lot. Of, it's hard. Right. And you with know? you know, in conjunction with the paranoid schizophrenia, I'm sure it didn't help. So I mean, she moved in with him to see if she could help him. And I believe people didn't think it was such a good idea, though. No. Yeah. No. People. People thought like people saw that one that Ramsey was a little volatile. You yes. know, he was kind of he was kind of a um. What's the word I'm looking for? Not a mixed bag. That's not the right terminology. Um, a loose cannon type yeah, deal. A little, yeah, a little bit of a loose cannon. Um, saw Donna as can be a little overbearing. Right. Um, and dad was a buffer. Dad was very much a right. buffer. And we see a lot of parenting relationships like this where <laughs> sometimes dad is way too harsh on the kids and mom is the one who comes in like, you know he yeah. loves you and I love you. But this is the opposite. Uh, Donna was doting people describe her as a doting mother but she was strict right and again overbearing and constantly like you need to do this you need to do that and sometimes structure is very important especially someone who's trying to find like a mental health regimen to get back into a place of self-sufficiency but there's also times where you're like you're nagging and things like that become unbearable right um and she was somewhere on that line unfortunately and so here we are we have these two like extreme personalities under the same roof and at this point, Donna's, you know, probably over, like, kind of, like, stressed, maybe kind of looking for some relief. Uh, we don't know how we get there. But this is how we know that she leaves, he leaves the house. Right. And, or that we're told. We, he left the house and He no leaves one... the house and she doesn't know where he, where he went. Mm-hmm. But she is concerned and she is worried, like a mom should be. And so, and she says he leaves the house in pajama pants, um, a light jacket, some work boots, 
takes off, which is unheard of in right. January in Michigan because there it is very cold. Freezing. Mm-hmm. Connecticut in January is a mess. I don't right. even want to think about Michigan. Right. You won't ever. It's so cold in the D. Do y'all know that that viral? No. Okay. No one else. No. Nope. 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 That makes me. That makes me upset. <laughs> nobody else understands that reference. Really, no one else gets that. I mean, no one else. If you mean me, like, yeah, and me and references I realized and virals. That. Like, I don't think somebody you know like cosign with him if you guys know what please someone about. tweet me and let me know you <laughs> it's so, so he knows cold okay. in the deep how the fuck do we supposed to keep peace you don't remember okay it's just i will talk about it <laughs> so here we are ramsey has gone missing he's walked out she says i think he has his phone with him and so the police do what police do when you say that someone has a cell phone right. they ping that mm-hmm and even sometimes it doesn't give you exact locations, but it does put a location near the water. And so they check near the water thinking that she's like, well, you know, I'm worried about my son. He's emotionally right. unstable. He may be suicidal. Like, I need to know where he is. And so they go into the water thinking maybe it's a frozen lake. Maybe he's walked out onto the lake to find a thin spot and go into the water and yeah. drown. Like, there are things that are going on here, things that in motion. They find nothing. Nothing. They find nothing by the water. They find no parts of the ice that seem like they'd been broken recently or kind of like recently frozen over or smashed. Someone's gone through. No evidence here whatsoever. And so that's frustrating. But what they did find um, was a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yes. In the driveway of a neighbor. Yes. And it's always a neighbor. It's, like, it's, it's always a neighbor. It's like, it's just such a, like, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but like disposing of things. It just doesn't, it, we'll get there. I just, <laughs> like, like disposal usually means. We, we agree all disposal parts of this weren't done well, right? Well, like, I mean, as well as you would, you know, I, mean, I, I don't know. I just, I just. Seems so weird to me that that's what you would do. Like, I, am I wrong? Am I wrong? So either way, mm-hmm. the point of all this, so they, they find this, they're searching for him, and then that's when all the, that's when the body gets discovered. Yes. That's <laughs> where we have our two drivers. Right. They find the two drivers, and amongst these body parts, they also found an electric skill saw that was caked with flesh, caked with blood, Obviously used to do the deed. Again, disposal. Disposal. Like, the side of a fucking road, bro? Not, not a, a not a frozen lake with holes in it. Like, but that's not... As a nurse, you would think she would know a little bit more... Well, about disposing a body? Or, yeah. I wouldn't say that. Not if she was like, body, if she was a like, forensic scientist, like a forensic uh, whatever analyst and evidence or whatever, you've got to know. If she was already. an, if she was a medical examiner. I'd be like, okay, we gotta watch out for her. But she is a nurse and apparently not a good one. I just don't like. I don't trust her. On the her. side of the road, I just so many questions. But we're about. gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Totally gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Now that we've, we these two things have intersected here, and these two investigations have smashed into each other. Yes. So now that we know who Donna is, where Donna's history is, where Ramsey and Donna's history is, her concern for her child. I put that in air quotes if y'all can't take it. We know how, well, we know the missing body is not Ramsey. Exactly. Right. And so when all this happens, mm-hmm. you know, so in St. Clair County, when they're like, hey, we found this body, now Donna's adamant. That the body belongs to Ramsey. She had she reached out to the investigator saying, I need to get up there. I want to be able to identify this body. Which is odd because when you're someone who misses a child, the last thing I'd want to do is imagine my child butchered. Okay, so usually here's where these two things collide. Because usually the parent doesn't want to identify the body. But when you're the murderer... Then you want to control things. You want to make sure that like this isn't the, like I thought I was better than that. You like, want to know how the case is going and you want control. But like, don't put yourself in it. Like you gotta like I would ask questions. Like most would stand by and watch at close proximity because that's right. I would stand by and be like, so um, have we? You guys got you any heard leads? anything? Like you heard anything? I heard that they found something. Like has anything come back from that? Now, like I need to get up and go there. Drive me fifty miles because I need to make sure. Like so, this is where like the 
actions of a mother and somebody who's guilty kind of start to start to intermingle and you see that more later on. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And so they start getting really suspicious of Donna because that is odd. It is really weird. It's really strange. And so one of the things that were also really strange is that they, like most police, when they find cell phones, they search them. They run them. Right. And when they ran this, they found no missing calls, no missed calls, no text messages from Donna. If your child is missing for three days and you go to the police station to file a missing persons report and you wail and you yell and you scream to help them find your child, but you've never reached out to said missing child, whether it be like that is incredibly suspicious. Like you got to be better than that. At least call every 20 minutes. Like, so, like so I just something is just not adding up with our friend Donna. Not at all, and because she doesn't. Here, make, and then there's more. <laughs> there's, and then there's more. There's more. A lot of things don't add she's up with Donna just, because it gets I crazy. mean, there's no such thing as a good murderer, but like there's somebody who's can get away with it. Like there's Annalise. somebody who's watched TV and known the basics from TV. So I mean, we gave it away, guys. She killed him, but like, it's like <laughs> but it's one of these things where like. Don't we all start? Uh, I mean, right. Her name's on that. Mother. Episode. Y'all, y'all knew. <laughs> y'all knew. We talked about moms. <laughs> but so they start canvassing neighborhoods because they can't just go based on that. Like, that's just Donna maybe being a terrible mom, not being a killer. And so they start canvassing the neighborhood and they start, they start getting tips from several residents. Um, one say they saw a woman in a tan SUV mm-hmm. who looked like she was dumping a dead dog. Yeah. Put a pin in that. Right. Um, and the location matched about where Ramsey's remains were found. Mm-hmm. And next, in their canvassing efforts, they request a video of a nearby BP gas station. Right. Because that's what you do. Security cameras. They probably pulled them from ATMs and stuff as well. Like, you want to make sure you can get all angles of all places. And they found uh, the vehicle that was described on that tape. But not only that, they found the driver on the security footage as well. And who was the fucking driver? They saw her. Donna Scrivo. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but the clerk in the gas station said they remembered seeing her. And she was panicky. And she was uneasy and sweating. Mm -hmm. Like this, like she looked like she was going through something and asked if she was okay. Fine. I just need 20 and 5, please. Like I just see her panting. I wish I would have given Donna a voice. Um, But I just don't have one in me tonight. Suburban mom, that would have been good. Suburban mom, I don't, I you know, suburban I, nursing mom, like Texas. She was originally from Texas too. I don't think she had the Ooh. accent left. Well, if you're, if you're from Texas, you have an accent forever. You just love to pull that southern accent because te- Texans are different than like because well, Texans are different from like Alabamians and like they have that longer draw as opposed to you go to Mississippi, people talk fast and it's like quip. But Texas, like that's why Dean was like. Now, y'all know, like, it's like one of those really soft spoken. If I had a softer voice, I wish I felt, I can't do it. I don't have the high voice. It's also <laughs> late. Guys, I feel like I, I, I also have this like high idol or hernia thing going on. So like my throat is sore all the time now from all the burping. And you guys haven't heard it because God is good today. <laughs> but either way, they find Donna on this tape. And so they bring Donna in. Um, on the pretense of questions about Ramsey's disappearance, not about the murder case at all. No. And it isn't until there that they tell her that, you know what, we found Ramsey's body. And she's like, oh, thank goodness. And she's like, also, while we're here now, um, why are you not reacting the way that a brokenhearted mom would when you said <laughs> we, we discovered your son's body? And she said that they said that she was like kind of very, like kind of stoic, like stoic. she didn't really react to it, which again, that you're like you are super. This is it sounds a little spicy to me. I just like I just say she and they her response was, "You sure that's <laughs> Ramsey?" <laughs> and like you wouldn't expect that from her. It just doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. And so they asked her. They went forward and said, "Were you in this area at any point in time?" She goes, "Nah, I ain't no, been there in a while." No. But guess what, girl? And so there's so they asked again, and they said, "We can place you there." <laughs> And she goes, oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not me. That's not me. And so homegirl was like, do you need us to show you the photos that we... She was probably literally still in the same outfit. <laughs> right. And so we'll get to that, too. And so <laughs> they ask her, like, do you want us to show you the photos? And she goes, yeah, show me the photos. And they pull the photos on the table. She goes, okay, that's me. <laughs> the bitch 
We know it was you. She is. What the fuck are you doing? For the duration of this, I'm going to disclose that she she frustrates a lot of people because her lies are so bad. And they're only going to get worse. It, 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 like, when we get down to the trial, is so bad. We're not even to the, the worst part yet. Like, that's what makes me right. laugh. It's like, that's not me. Girl, we, <laughs> we got video. We can place you there. Mm-mm, you saw somebody else. You got a twin sister? No. Okay, so were you there? Ain't been there in years. But there's a picture of you at a gas station. That's not me. Like, okay, Patrick. It makes <laughs> like makes sense to me. It's like, so you were driving a car? Yes. In St. Clair County? Yes. <laughs> like, in this jacket? Yes. We have a picture of this is you. It looks it makes sense. Like, so you were there. Nah. No. They're like, <laughs> what is happening? And so they arrest Donna. They don't have enough to get her on murder yet, but they can get her on dumping the body. Correct. So here we go. Murder investigation ramps up. And where do you think they go? To the home. And immediately they open the door and they smell. It's never clean in there. Oh, never. Never. I right? mean, Maybe in an attempt. But they, they smell one of my least favorite scents ever. And it's my favorite bleach. Oh. I love, do not ever come to my apartment on cleaning day. I bleach I don't get why people everything. use bleach to clean everything. I am such a fan of bleach. It's not even funny. It's so gross. Like, I hated my my friend's moms when I used to come over. They're like, mm. oh, no, 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 take your shoes off. I just finished cleaning. I'm like, oh, I can tell. I, I clean everything with no. Mm-hmm. There are so many I other use it like to the point where I smell it a day later because I'm just in it. I'm like immersed in it. Like I don't water it down. Like I love bleach. I mean, I feel like there's a problem in there somewhere. We'll talk, <laughs> we'll I talk really about love, it. I feel like bleach is so great. It makes everything so clean. But go ahead. It's a good disinfectant. Well, it doesn't matter. So I mean, but you got to mix like water. I know. <laughs> like people who like the strong pun, like. I prefer, like, for different services, like, I prefer to mix mine up. So I've got, like, a Tylex, and I've got, like, a like the Clorox, you know, and then I've got, like, the Windex and, like, the Pledge. Like, I've got a different scents, but they're all the same type of scent, so that way they don't run together. But then I have my tart Warmer, so it just takes over everything by the end of the day. Mine are all different scents, but I mostly use the bleach. It's just gross. Um, it, so they, <laughs> they go and they search the home, and they, they're met with that strong, pungent, disgusting smell of bleach. The Great, crisp, fresh smell of bleach. It's not a fresh scent at all. It's very fresh. But they said it looks like, you know, it looks like someone had cleaned it up, but the clean up wasn't perfect where they found drops of blood on the banister of the stairs and on the door. Yep. So it was blood and bleach. So with all the effort and all the bleach that they smell, you would think that she took the time and really, really clean. I feel like this is the laziest, just just so lazy I have to chalk it up to laziness. It, it really, it just has to be like, she started and was like, yeah, fuck this. I don't, like, <laughs> it, there's no way, like, you could be this bad at, like, again, I wouldn't call it bad, but, like, you could be this careless no, when trying not, to cover up a felony. I really think she got tired. I mean, she's like, catch me, shit. Like, <laughs> that's, like, that's how I feel at work. Someone's like, you can't do that. I'm like, shit, fire me. Well, later on the case, she does kind of, you know, mention stuff like that. So we'll talk she about it later, but she... It. She, yeah, but she talk, was ready. But also being terrible, not only did they find blood in this condo, they found a sales receipt <laughs> for the same model of electric skill <laughs> saw. saw that was found. It was, was it? It's a jigsaw, right? I it's a jigsaw, it was jigsaw. A black and decker jigsaw yeah. from Lowe's. BT Dubs, the first one didn't work. <laughs> right. She had to go back. She had to go back and get <laughs> I love this part of the kids because it's so stupid. Not only did she, she went and got a saw and the first saw didn't work. She went back and got a second saw. <laughs> I can't. I was just, it just doesn't make that, sense That gives you time to think. To react at some point, just admit that you, you had fucked up and, you know, right. come back, come clean. No, mm-hmm. she committed. Nope. She, like Bernadette Peters on Broadway. She committed to this role. Like to, kind of. Like Chadwick Boseman in Black Panther. Committed commitment. to it. That's the And it bothered me so much. And so it matched that. And not only that, but the sales clerk at Lowe's mm-hmm. remembered Donna because he had asked her, like, mm-hmm. excuse me, um, were we using this, this software? Like, I want to make sure you're getting the right one. And she mm-hmm. was like, oh, no, I know. So the first things around the house. And that's how she could go back. And, like, right. like it just bothers me. Mm-hmm. So, and, yes, they saw her at the store as well. They identified her. 
Uh, yeah. People. Sales receipts. Yeah. Sales receipts. Maybe she was going to use it for taxes. Girl. And not only <laughs> that, but they traced the SUV that was in the video to her dead husband, Daniel, mm-hmm. that she had donated to a charity mm-hmm. few hours before she got arrested mm-hmm. and didn't clean it. Nope. They found blood in the car. Blood in the car. I was like, oh my god, like, like she's. I mean, so- there was more killer. There was a soda bottle by the, I believe, by the head of by one of the body parts that had her ID on it. Yeah. But I mean, they were like, okay, you live with her, whatever. But everything else was like, okay. So I was like, at this point, they now have enough to charge Donna, and on February twenty fourth, they sure did. Twenty fourteen, they charged Donna with this murder of her youngest son. Ramsey. I had to ramp all that up. The case is a lot. Because we have to also understand that at this point, we talked about a few things. We talked about the fact that now her son is dead. Right. Um, Not only that, but brutally dismembered. Yes. Like chopped him up with a saw. And left him along the side of the road in bags. So there's a lot of things to unpack here. By the way, we didn't mention about the head. Because the head fell out. Of the bag. So you didn't even secure the... <laughs> there's a lot... Of, as we get into the trial, there's going to be a lot of things that people <laughs> saw, people... Th- and they're like, so why are you doing... It doesn't... We're getting... We're getting there. So, you know, the trial started May 6, 2015. You know, the prosecution thought they had a solid case. The overwhelming evidence... Overwhelming. <laughs> the witnesses, the footage, sales receipts, mm-hmm. the blood in the condo and the car. Mm-hmm. So they like they teed up. They're like, let me. They stuck the little butts out. Their driver. And they're like, all right, four. <laughs> like right. this, that shit at the park. They're like, this but is gonna be easy. In defense, the defense is like argument right away is like, well, there's no motive. You can't prove motive. Why would she want to kill Ramsey Scrivo? There's no reason. She's a loving mother. She was his guardian. And Ramsey, by the way, was looking to get the guardianship revoked. Revoked, right? So like, 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 there's a lot going on where a lot of it is specifically. From Donna's point of view, like he was so troubled, and yes, there there are there's evidence there's and proof, yeah, reports of him being troubled, yeah. but also him being on the mend. Because remember, towards fall of twenty uh, of 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. when 14, she moved in, after she moved in, well, they said that she, when she moved in at that time, though she he was starting to do better, better right, right, and so like hmm. So he finally gets some. He finally gets some stability, and then all of a sudden things just go off the rails. Like right. I don't don't believe it, right. don't trust it. So we get here, and the prosecution started to lay out. Okay, so there's no motive, sis. Bet we got your cell phone, <laughs> and so they find some text messages between her and a male friend, mm, a buddy. We all have them. Mm-hmm. How many of us have them? <laughs> Raise your hands if you're me. Um, <laughs> who she reconnected with back at that high school uh, class reunion we talked about? Yes. And so I guess they connected emotionally because his her blah, his wife had wife just died. died. Yes. So they reconnected, but then you know, as a lot of things happen when you share things on such an emotional, raw, vulnerable level, mm-hmm. sometimes those feelings grow into something romantic mm-hmm. or intimate. Yes. And that's what happened. And so she was like, "I want to move to Texas to be with this man," mm-hmm. but guess who didn't want to go to Texas? Can you guess? Maybe somebody he she was guarding. She was a guardian too. Ramsey. Maybe. And she and so if Ramsey didn't want to go to Texas, it was a it was a hard, hard sell. So right. what are you gonna do? Who's gonna do what? So she didn't have the freedom to just get up and bounce. bounce as if she could with her older son, who again a fireman in the area, mm-hmm. like kind of off doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Goes mostly unnamed through most things. Yes. Because He's like, wants to be connected, right. right? Like he's like, I what I won't do. Uh, so evidence started to back this theory that like I can't convince Ramsey to do anything. Also in part because Donna is a scrawny little sixty something year old, sorry fifty nine year old woman, woman yes. at this time, mm-hmm. and Ramsey is a good was he six two six I thought oh, six three wrong. six three two hundred something two hundred probably I'm gonna get a guess two forty oh, okay. thick sorry <laughs> but like. <laughs> Lust. It's whatever it is. But, <laughs> like, I was, uh, a hulk of a man, too much for her to overpower. So, there is evidence. So, the prosecution introduced evidence of the Xanax that was in his system. Tons and tons of Xanax. Enough of it to render a man his size unconscious. Yeah. And not only that, mm-hmm. 
but the ligature marks around the neck yes. found that were kind of obscured because the head was decapitated, to be fair. Right. But so the thing, so what they thought was that because they, she couldn't overpower Ramsey or convince him to do anything, so they drugged him, mm-hmm. strangled him. Yes. Somehow got his body into a bathtub, which is one thing that no makes me thing. think mm-hmm. that someone knew she did this. And someone helped her. And someone helped her. Yeah. Which lends to her theory of that comes later in the trial, mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of, but not much. Because lies, fairy tales, fallacies. Right. She loves all of them. And so <laughs> she takes her son, maybe her son, her youngest son, the son that she's gone above and beyond for. Right. Which I don't know what snap. Puts him in a tub, purchases not one, but two saws, mm-hmm. and takes her time sawing through bone, mm-hmm. sawing the head off. And at this time, neighbors are saying, I can smell things. Smell things. Like burning smells, like like maybe like a metal saw cutting through bone. She had windows open in the back where this right. bathroom was as well. Exactly. So they were hearing like zzzz, zzzz, like mm-hmm. as if someone was trying to kind of mask the sound of mm-hmm. like housework or something. Right. And so like she's like it's just all these things like taking her time, dismembering her her youngest child. Like in my head, it doesn't make sense. You work very hard to become guardian of this child and then to to be the one that ends cut. everything for him and then the to, and to like the you didn't have to, to desecrate the body in the way that you do yeah. you know like yeah. it just it says a lot like there's a like the way people dispose of bodies the way people treat bodies when they murder people says a lot about the relationship mm-hmm. like when we talked about um oh god chris porco and the right. damage to his father's face. Like, when there's a lot of damage to someone's face, you could tell there was a personal connection in the murder more, more than likely. You had rage and anger towards this person. Right. But this, she strangles him, which, after he's unconscious, which is humane by murder standpoints. Right, right, right. Standpoint, yeah, right. And then, like, but it's how you dispose of it. Like, uh. And then the witnesses in the trial say, yeah, I looked out my back window sipping my coffee. And I see Donna struggling with these heavy black bags. bags. Yep. And like, so, and she has me wondering, why is she doing it by herself? Where is Ramsey? Right. Like, girl, in the middle of the damn morning? Right. Not in the middle of the night when ain't no one thinking about what you're doing? If we could go back and count how many people saw her, which was incredible to me when I was listening to the story. So many witnesses. It's okay. not even like... And like... It was, what was the neighbor's name? Patricia. Uh, I can't pronounce her last name. Batanzos. Batanzos. Um, she's the one who saw this. Like, mm-hmm. she saw this erratic behavior. She was friends with Ramsey. She used to watch Ramsey's animal. Like, it's like. Dog. Yeah, dog. Her dog. I'm sorry. I call everyone's animals animals because I have a cat. So, like, whatever. Your dog is not mm-hmm. cuter than my cat. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's not. Your dog specifically. I'm pretty sure he is. I'm pretty sure my cat could fuck your dog up, is what I'm saying. And probably because my dog is nice. (laughs) Oops, my cat is nice until you cross her. (laughs) Not she's nice to me always, but like everybody else. Either way, so (laughs) so it's just I'm saying this is here we are. Like this is what she's done. Like this is what the prosecution's presented. Like this is what she's done to her son's body. And not only that, but like it's also against the law to remove a dead body without like the medical examiner's permission. It's like all these things that go into these these charges that are thrown at her. Right. But this whole case is a mess. So you go ahead. Donna starts lying again, and <laughs> so this is the this is the lie that gets me. So in this, the defense decides to put Donna on the stand. And Donna has a very interesting excuse for all of the stuff that goes down. There is a man that came into her house and told her to do everything. Right. So, mind you, she says that she walks in and surprises an intruder that had already killed Ramsey. He's gone. No. And... If you guys could watch the court proceedings and like all these things, like just watch the look on the prosecutor's oh, face. Oh my god. Like, the prosecutor, bless his heart, is like my fave. Like my favorite character. <laughs> the prosecutor was like, what in the <laughs> like, it's just laziest like, murder through me ever. I, as the kids would she say. She didn't even think about the story. I gagged, as the kids would say. <laughs> and so she says she walks in and surprises this intruder. 
and holds her at gunpoint and tells her, you're going to help me dispose of this body. Right. right. Again, and like, again, prosecutors, like everybody was like, wait, what? The police were like, she's never mentioned this person to us. And we've had, from not even before she was arrested to the time, like they, like. Oh, BT dubs. Uh, like. A man did this. Mind you. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Go ahead. So. I mean, my version that I heard of the story was that she was also drugged too. <laughs> In the process of all of this, you know, it's like, help me with his body. He would drug her and do things, but basically requested that she bring the body upstairs, chopped it up, chop him up to little pieces. Put it was it all him. Eggs. He told her to go get the saw and all the material needed. We're going to take it. We're going to pull over right here. <laughs> sent her to the store sent her to the store alone by herself <laughs> to get a saw but she was alone. so apparently he had threatened her life her niece's lives mm-hmm. all these things like that all so, her ancestors oh. right <laughs> all, everybody that came off the fucking Mayflower like all these bitches <laughs> like sending you like sending you to the store alone not once twice <laughs> right and not only that, sent you by yourself to dispose of the motherfucker. Right. By yourself. And there, there are versions of this where, like, he was in the car with he her. Like, There's several ver- This is the part where, you know, this storyline gets crazy because she changes it every time they question her. And you want, and there's a, there's a point of this where, as a as a defense, you're kid, treating her with kids' glove because you're trying to paint her as a victim as well. Like she's suffering the loss of her child. You guys are so you guys are so I mean, reckless and let's talk about the defense for a second because we're gonna. I mean, clearly the prosecution has a lot to say, but one of the main things they said they didn't think she was mentally capable mm-hmm. to be on the stand, but they tested her and she came out fine. Right, she was perfectly capable of standing uh, trial. But they tried her. to use the heart attack saying. That hey, like there's something wrong with her. She couldn't go back afterwards. Right, the stress is gonna take her out. Yeah, she couldn't go back to nursing. I was like, oh, I think it's so weird that she's so like stresses. You're so worried about the heart attack, and she couldn't go back to nursing. But she had no problem dealing with the high stress and anxiety of murdering her son and chopping up and dragging his body. Because that would, if anybody was gonna, if anything was gonna give me a heart attack, it'd be that. Like. I get ang- I like I get anxious when I think people are waiting behind me in line at the store and if someone's handing me change I'm like whoo, whoo, put it in your pocket go because <laughs> like, I like to put cash in my wallet but you know it's that awkward moment when there's a long line because CVS there's always a long fucking line this and is true so and there's about five people right. working on the and floor. you're number ten <laughs> and you finally get up to the line but there's sixteen people behind you and they've been huffing and puffing just as long as you and so you like you hand somebody a twenty dollar bill and they hand you seventeen fifty four back and it's all these bills and all these ch- and you're like oh my god I just casually put it I don't even put it in my wallet I put it in a bag and keep it moving I don't even do that I put it in the bag I'm like I'll deal with this I step to the right car. now and like fold <laughs> the bills. No, ain't nobody going to put me under pressure. Not CVS. I'll be in my car with the bag, putting it all together in there. I'm not going to be pressured. But so this man, this mysterious man who she can't even really fucking describe. Nope. He doesn't have an appearance. Doesn't have a face. Doesn't have a face. He's a ghost. Faceless man. That's what, Slender Man. I mean, they go out together. She goes out alone. She's with him for five days. Hey, they get a pizza and she doesn't get to eat any of it. No, no. He goes to see the police. She, he's in the car. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, sis? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like a lie. Sounds... She really said she didn't get right. to eat the pizza. I'm sorry. I'm like, that's right. I didn't get to get any pizza. I, Word. Didn't, get, I didn't really get any of you it, You didn't get no deep dish, sis? I'm sorry <laughs> that your imaginary friend didn't feed you that day. What the fuck <laughs> is happening? And so the prosecutor goes in on her and hammers her. Like, why didn't you go to the police then? You had all these opportunities to save yourself from this man. You could and have to come clean about oh, everything. Oh, he mentions how when they were at the police department, how she could have said something there and they could have caught him. Right. Uh, when she was by herself. Like, the prosecutor cannot take her like lies. Said, his faces. Like, he is, if you put me on that, like, <laughs> it's like, I can't ever hide my face and how I feel about things. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you say something stupid, it's just immediate frown. He was like, I know good and damn well this lady is not about to make up some lie about right. something like. <laughs> and after- she was like, and after he was like going at her for a while, she's like, are you done? And I would. Are you, are you done? Does this make you feel big? <laughs> I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> when I was watching it, I was like, 
you crazy. <laughs> crazy like the guy who gave me his number but still messaged me on OkCupid okay, for some reason. That's not here nor there. It just happened just now. That's so random. <laughs> maybe he's afraid to call. That's a thing. No, you text me. I got a text that said, maybe it's this person. And I was like, okay, cool. And then since then, I've gotten like three messages like on OkCupid okay, from the but same also, person. But also, OkCupid is a really bad dating site. BT dubs. Okay, miss, I've been in a relationship forever. Like, no, but I don't need you critiquing the ways I date. No, because I was telling you woman, when I went on OKCupid that that place is. I'm just saying as a site in general, not as you know. It's not OKCupid is just not the thing, then and what, I was on what, that several times thing? because you might not be the thing. Mm, I mean, I like I like a little Tinder. Tinder was my favorite. Okay, how'd you meet um, Plum? Tinder. Ew, okay. So, <laughs> Tinder's full of hoes. Nobody needs it. Doesn't matter. So <laughs> it doesn't make sense is the point I'm making. Like it just doesn't make sense. Like you can wait for a response. I that lets me know I don't need to do anything with you. And that's how the prosecutor felt about <laughs> Donna. Donna. It's like I have nothing else to say to you <laughs> because it's like as soon as she made up this intruder, I I, I truly felt like she buried herself. Oh like, yeah. hundred percent. They're oh, like absolutely. this absolutely. this sounds like a lie. It's not only, I mean, it was not even thought out. She couldn't even give him a description. I just, and what, she could have said he looked like anything. I mean, you could have done the typical, like, suburban housewife, white mom thing. Like, it was a tall black guy. And, like, you know even what I, that would have well, been, like, enough for Going something. back to what you said before, I really genuinely think somebody did help her. And she was afraid of describing because that would have gave away her. She probably, yeah, she would have probably only described the person that would have helped her. No, you're right. That's what I'm saying. I think there was there like he was a big boy. Yeah. Like you know how much work it takes to get somebody and. I mean, she could have done this so many other ways. I mean, he had a history of depression. Like, she could have just done this so many different ways. Well, she shouldn't have done it. Is the point? But <laughs> I'm just saying, if she was going to give people ideas, but like get an OJ this if I had done it, like if I did it, like this is the way it could have been done, like. It's just so bad to me. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Donna. I'm just thinking in my head when I listened to her talk. You couldn't find one shred of evidence. Not one. She swore they didn't have evidence. They had all of the evidence. It's like, Donna. Sis. <laughs> they had all of the only thing the they, they didn't have is you're you having a smiling selfie with the saw with the body in the tub. That's, That's the, the only, only thing they, they didn't, didn't have. have. <laughs> like everything points to you. Who else does it point to, Donna? Yeah, yeah. Like, who else does it point to? Like, if you if you were really about your business, you would have given up. If you were trying to save yourself and do right by your son, you to preserve his memory and his legacy, you would have given up the person who was the intruder man who had no face. I would have described him. I would have like, look, um, I don't know if you know this, but he looked about 45. His hairline was receding. He probably doesn't brush his teeth regularly because I saw some plaque. He was wearing a red shirt. He kind of smells like Old Spice, which makes me think he's poor. <laughs> I would have went ham sandwich on a description. So I'm like, look, and I saw a car. He he pulled off and I drove off. Homeboy rode a bike. You got you to gotta give him everything. Like, lies. But long story short. The jury finds Donna guilty on all counts. <laughs> like, right. Very, very quickly. They're like, yeah. They're yeah. like, it didn't take much long. They're like, no. they're like, already? They're like, yeah, already. Yeah. Like, it's been an hour. No, it's fine. We got it. <laughs> like, we know, we know what's up. Mm-hmm. And even at her, um, <laughs> at her sentencing hearing, uh, she continues to dig her heels in. And maintain her innocence. It wasn't That's me. the thing. Yeah. When, I mean, she told the judge, you're wrong. Wanda Sykes will tell you, you got to stick to your lie. You know, like if you never saw Wanda Sykes, uh, Comedy Central presents her 30 second special way back in the day, she talks about sticking to her lie. And she's like, the whole thing is like, you got to stick to your lie. Once you say it, like Bill Clinton, you got to stick to your lie. <laughs> like they you got, you have to, you have to. And so this is, this is Donna Scrivo. <laughs> like, yeah, she's, she's in jail. Probably the word, yeah, for the rest of her life. So. <laughs> Probably the worst killer we've ever covered. Like, they're all terrible, but like... No, this the... is worse. I mean, I didn't... You were waiting for my reaction. This is worse in the sense that she's like a complete... The laziest person I know. Like, laziest murderer ever. I think it's just pure laziness. Hey, come find me. Like... It's, it's, it's like... um, To not even think of a story... 
But this, she did mention in the trial, though, at one point, they're like, I have nothing to live for. I have nothing to worry myself about, you know? She did, but I, I just... Well, first of all, you have a son um, that's still alive, but yeah, fuck him, right? Like, right. The fuck, like <laughs> he's probably sitting there like, she said what? <laughs> Bitch. Like, there were so many weird things. Like, she said that somebody in the jail told her to wake up, and that's why... <laughs> She told cops finally about the situation. I just, like, when she was in jail after they found the body. Yeah. yeah. That's why she finally mentioned this guy who, like, came into her house. It was just so, like, you can't keep up with the lies. Right. And then so, I, my whole thing would have been, like, so those three days, so it was the 27th, when you went to the police department and finally said he was missing. Mm-hmm. Why not say, because obviously that guy has left you alone. Why not say, I've been held captive in my home mm-hmm. for the last four days. You could have write it down on a piece of paper. Not you could have said it and like you were wired. Not even, not even, not even that. He, she's obviously allowed to say he's missing. So if you're going to draw police attention, this guy is obviously no longer holding you captive. Right. Because he wouldn't let you draw the police's attention. Right. So you're obviously free from his grasp. Why not say I've been held hostage? I've been, you know, false in prison, falsely in prison the last few days. This man made me dismember my son's body after he killed him. I don't know. He drove off in this color car. None of that happened. You said I need. I'm so sad. My son's been missing. I'm worried he walked out of the house in PJ pants, PJ pants. and work boots and a light jacket. Like there's so many parts of this that like I was like, okay, sis, you're oh, a liar. Oh yeah, and the car. The mystery man made her donate the car to this car co- and looked up the company for her to donate it to. Isn't that nice that this intruder murderer person just has had a, a heart, heart of gold and had a heart of, like God just spoke to him and said, you know what, bruh, donate this, this murder vehicle like, <laughs> covered in, just don't even get a detail, covered, like donate this to a place sitting in an auction block somewhere ready to make some money for some needy family. And, like, I just don't see that happening, man. I just don't see a cold-blooded killer asking you to... I feel like he'd ask you to destroy it. Right. Maybe if he got insurance, it burn fire. it. Right. Yeah. Crash it somewhere, leave it in the woods. Something where it won't be found for a while. No. Donate it where it's going to be traced. I wonder if she ever saw a movie. Any murder. Any murder any, mystery. Anything. Any, any crime. I mean, I feel like noir. they're craftier than this on Disney, so... Right. Aladdin was better. <laughs> Aladdin stole that apple and he did it with ease. He was like Amberhead. No, for sure. <laughs> he was he was sneaky snake. Yeah, that's what he was. It was just this is terrible. She's terrible. I was so frustrated by Donna Scribble, but I love a good mama mama's crazy story. Um, it just made I don't know what it is. It probably is the trauma. I don't um, know, but I was like, he gotta leave these mamas alone. The next one's probably gonna be a dad. I was <laughs> I was reading on there was a case that came across my Facebook the other day. About the the dad who um, had a baby with his daughter and then killed them, killed him, her, and then himself. Oh, I remember that. I was like, and left the baby. Yeah, I I remember that. I was like, yeah, we, because yeah. yeah. But you know what I was thinking about? The dad looked really young. Speaking of dads who aren't thinking quick on their feet, um, the home invasions, a town over from here. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's an obvious one. I would love to get into one day. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of people drop the police, the dad. Like everyone's dropping balls, yeah. um, literally, uh, in these cases. So that's gonna be something to think about. And it probably might be my next one because I liked it. I, I, well, you know. And we were like, it's one of those things where you live through things. Where it's like, it's very rare that something, first of all, that something so massive and major happens in Connecticut. Right. So, like, the fact that it happened so close to where I live, the fact that it was always in my local news, I'm super hyped for that. Um, because they're like, we have access to the detectives and things and like that, that who yeah. actually worked on it. So, I'm like, if they're not, like, crazy racist and don't want to talk to them, because I have terrible interactions with that police department. Uh, I said that on here. Oh, well. I didn't say the town yet. So. <laughs> I don't know, so I'll speak. I was I wasn't around. Oh, I was around. You weren't. Oh, that's right. You lived in like, yeah. You were way down by the show. Yeah. Oh, I was like sitting here. I think it was like, how old was I? Jeez, I was fresh, fresh adult. <laughs> like when all that went down, so I retained all of it. But yeah, that was that's Donna Scrivo and the killing and dismemberment of her child. Yes. And her lame ass excuses as to why she did it. Or you could just be. You could just. Own your shit Pinocchio. and be like, I'm terrible. Pinocchio did a better job lying. Right. Like, I, I can't. I just can't. Like, the thing about it is frustrating. 
But that's it, guys. If you liked this, um, if you have any cases in your hometown, I want to. I kind of want to do like hometown like murder. If like, everyone wants to send in a town, like we could do like an episode of a few different stories. Oh, I would love to do that. Yeah. Like email us, tweet us, Instagram us, Facebook us. You guys know what to do. Crew on the crew. On the crew. On they the know how to find us. You know how to get to me, especially. Right. Um, shout out to you, uh, everyone who listens. Shout out to everyone who interacts with us in the timelines. Yes, I love shout that. Shout out to everyone who, yeah, anyone who shares on the, on the, in the group on Facebook. I love that so much. Like, please tell me all your life business. I mean, <laughs> I'm so messy. Uh, where can people find you on Timelines, D? D underscore L-I-G-H-T four. That's D underscore life four on Twitter and Instagram. I love that you spell out the light. But you didn't spell out the D E E. I should spell out the D E right. because my sister was like, I couldn't find you. <laughs> also, love that your sister's on Twitter now. Yes. Um, followed me. <laughs> You're like, I think she followed you first. I was like, no, she didn't. Oh, there she is. <laughs> like, and she confirmed because she couldn't find me. But I'm an easy name to find, though. Uh, so, yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchats under my name because efficiency. It's Charnel B. It's C-H-A-R-N-E-I-L-B. You can find the podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at What Did You Do Pod. Find us on Facebook, Facebook.com backslash what did you do? And this is this is so much fun for us. I really enjoy it. I am starving. I am so hungry right now. I'm, I haven't eaten since eleven AM. It's been twelve hours. I'm green smoothie all day. That's still disgusting. <laughs> so I have nothing else. Um, but you know, do good things, treat your family right, eat regular meals, um, listen to your body if you have like acid reflux because it might be something worse. <laughs> um, keep your hands clean and your thoughts pure. Um, you want to say goodbye to the folks? Do amazing things, bye people. Bye, do your homework. Thanks.